Hello and welcome to The Lowdown from Pickletown. I'm your host, Aidan Gilbride. Here's the deal. So we are here joined with the field hockey coach at the University of Mount of Dan Polders. Thank you very much for joining us, Dan. Obviously, um, it would have been nice to meet with you at the start of the season, but there was a lot kind of going on. You were the first season to really kick off, um, Mm -hmm. and so you were extremely busy. The season began, and so it's nice to just sit down now, just around that we're kind of nearing the latter half of the season towards the end. And it'll be really interesting to just sit down and get to know you, because I've actually never had a chance to actually sit down and speak to you. Um, but, yeah, we're just going to uh, jump into it. So you, it, you've actually been in the US for almost 20 years, is that correct? Almost, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's a long time you've actually based yourself out here. And so I guess I'm just kind of wondering, like, you know, was was it always your plan to kind of come out here to the States? Was was it like a, a game plan that you wanted to come out here or was it just kind of, did it just kind of happen on its own? It happened on its own. There's yeah. absolutely no plan because yeah. if you would have asked me 21 years ago that I would be a full-time field hockey coach here, no, absolutely not. No. I had no idea it was possible yeah. back in the days. Wow, and obviously you're from the Netherlands. Um, I have a teammate on the cross-country team who's from the Netherlands and he told me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, obviously I'm from Scotland, the biggest sport in Scotland is soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, he told me that it's the second biggest sport in the Netherlands. Is that, would, you, would you agree with that? I think that's possible. Yeah. Maybe volleyball's in there. Right, okay. If I understood right, but I'm not sure. Right, yeah. okay. So, um, obviously, you've you found yourself at UMO. Uh, you've obviously been in the States for almost 20 years. So, I guess, like, with all the kind of moving around you've done, we'll kind of talk about it throughout this uh, episode. But what 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 drew you to UMO? What, why did you end up here? Is, can you maybe dive into it a little bit and tell us how you're finding it since you joined here in January 2019? So I joined in 2019 after the position was opened up, I think in 2018. Yeah. We moved from Pennsylvania to, to, to Fayetteville, North Carolina. My okay. wife was already here because she's a professor at Methodist University, so I followed a little bit later. The job was open here. There's not, a right, not much field hockey around us in Fayetteville, so this was the closest to, the, to college hockey that uh, was uh, available for me. Well, um, yeah, you said you were up in uh, Pennsylvania. I believe right. you were, um, was it the, uni- uh, I think it was um, Via Via Maria, is that how you pronounce it? Or is it Villa Maria Academy, yeah, as a high school, correct. Yeah, so you were there for four years, a pretty impressive record up there. You had uh, a- 88 and 6 records, so obviously a very experienced and, and, and good coach coming in here. So when you when you obviously moved to Fateville with your um, your, your wife, um, did was it a tough call um, to like, come to a place where basically, I mean, I hope you don't mind me saying, but like you're basically starting a program from scratch all mm-hmm. like from the very ground up. So obviously the last couple of years from you has been probably um, a, a tough job, I would say. So was it a tough program? Sorry, was it a tough call to do that or did you relish the challenge? No, I relish the challenge. Yeah. Because when I start stopped coaching at Wake Forest University where I used to be I started yeah. coaching in Denver, Colorado right. for two falls. I never coached high school in my life. Mm-hmm. Then from there we moved on to Pennsylvania. I've never done that full time in my life. So then I was uh, self employed with all the camps and all the clinics and then moving down here made it harder for me because there was not much field hockey or no field hockey at all in this area. So that was the biggest challenge until this came up. I'll take the challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So 
Um, obviously, it started. You said the position became available in 2018. Everyone knew that field mm-hmm. hockey was going to become a program here. You took up a job in January 2019. Uh, when you decided, right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start this. I'm going to start this program from scratch. Did you have any kind of short term or long term kind of goals or plans that you thought this is where I want to be by this point in the year? This is where I want to be a couple of years mm-hmm. from now. Um, can you maybe go into if you had some short-term and long-term stuff? So you have the short-term goal, for me, was almost short, short. Just yeah. make sure that I could field the team in August 2019. Yeah. So that was really short, short. Mm-hmm. Planting my flag in everybody's backyard and making sure that everybody knew who about all of us, where we were, and that we actually played field hockey. Because I wanted to field the team in August. Uh, a little bit short-term is then try to establish a program in the second year and the third year where yeah. we are now, and then hopefully in five years have a consistent program that you can play, let's say, always top three, top four on a regular base. Yeah, because uh, obviously I remember I actually I bumped into you yesterday, and, and I have to say you're, you, I, I personally think you're an incredibly seasoned coach. I'm very impressed by some of the, some of the stuff that I found out. Thank obviously, you... you uh, you mentioned Wake Forest. You also coached at Mich- Michigan State. Uh, mm-hmm. You were associate head coaches there. You had um, NCAA final uh, four appearances on six occasions uh, oh. throughout the two places. You had two conference Big Ten titles, two elite eight appearances in the NCAA. A very, homework. <laughs> a very, very seasoned coach. Yeah. And so uh, having you somewhere as small as kind of Pickletown, and that's no disrespect to Mount Olive University, is a very impressive thing to see and. Are, uh, do you aspire to create a program here that will eventually in years from now maybe challenge on that national level? If you can, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You, I think that's just part of me. That's part of the ambition as a coach. If you want to grow and you want to learn, you try to surround you with people who want to grow and want to learn, but also are com- competitive in this whole environment. So it can be a Denver, it can be a North Carolina, it can be Pennsylvania. You just create a challenge, you build, a, and you try to get the right people around you. So absolutely. We're, because standing still is, is basically going backwards. So we try to move forward and... If you see the step we made this year versus past season or even last year's season, it's, yeah. it's tremendous. And the girls have done a ph- phenomenal job with that. Yeah, because we, uh, we had Mackenzie on a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago. And yeah. I've obviously known Mackenzie for years. I, when I came in, Mackenzie was a lacrosse player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, she, but she's became that kind of, uh, she's became a, a big role within that field mm-hmm. hockey team. And also just, I think for me, because I've been here since 2018, watching the program develop over the last couple of years has been watching it is you can see that there's a plan there because every year there's been a development. There's Mm -hmm. been an evolution of the team. So first year I came in, it was a mixture. As you said, just trying to field the team. It was a mixture of all these these different sports and campuses who kind of created that team. And then you had a couple more field hockey players come in the next year. And then this year is the first year where it just feels like it's a a field hockey team. I hope you don't mind me saying that, but it really Mm -hmm. feels like that you can see what the long-term ambition, as you said, is there. Um, obviously, you've got girls that are uh, US-based and obviously internationally-based uh, people. So, looking at like your um, your CV, uh, your resume, oh. you've obviously um, coached all over. But not only have you coached all over the US, you've coached at different levels. So, you coached at high school, you coached at varsity, you coached at um, you know di- different divisions within mm-hmm. the NCAA. Looking at all those different play, and uh, even you coached internationally, I believe as well. So yep. you obviously coached, I think, the US under seventeen women's US team. So yep. looking at all those different levels, is there a different approach to coaching at those levels? I think the approach is the same. You try to yeah. get the best out of the kids. You mm-hmm. try to find not necessarily the best 
technical players, but you also try to find the players I think who had have the right personality and the right mindset to be successful. Mm -hmm. But I want them to be able to grow and to learn and to be competitive. So you try to create an environment at any level so they can be successful at their level. Yeah. So that's what we're looking for. And it can be a national team, it can be top division one, or it can be here. It doesn't matter. You try to find those those people who want to be part of that and basically share the same values and ambition yeah if you want to call it like that so, so you talk about the environment you talk about mm -hmm. the values and the kind of mission absolutely uh, looking at that um, i'm going to take you back a little bit i believe you actually served in the army when you were in the netherlands oh is that yeah, correct? yeah that's part of it so yeah. so do you think your time in the army helped you kind of develop the kind of working philosophy that you try to deploy into all your teams no not necessarily not necessarily is, no. it, is that just a personal thing no, that's also had to do with the job description I had yeah. as a Corps of Engineers, so it was not something that pushed me really hard. And uh, to be honest, most of the time I was allowed to play field hockey National League. So, yeah. so no, that did not... You learn certain things from it, yeah. and maybe subconsciously you take those things with you, but it does not mean that I necessarily applied them because I took it from there. Yeah, so, if, well, if that's the case, could you could you maybe elaborate a little bit on what, what your kind of... What your kind of values and, and philosophy is that you want to deploy within to the teams that you've coached and obviously the co team you have now, what is your kind of philosophy? We try to create a, a, a positive culture, a positive environment where everybody can, can, can grow, can learn, but also enjoys what they're doing. You know, yeah. We try not to be, let's say, a punitive program, so we try to reward people. And we try to find that balance between academics and field hockey. So if we practice till six o'clock, for example, we'll be done by six o'clock mm -hmm. because people have other lives too. You know, you, they have to eat, they're hungry or, or whatsoever. So we, we try to, to work on that, but it has to be a positive culture where people care about each other, treat each other correct, are consistent, it's contagious, communicate very well, all those, those things. So we try to get people who are on the same level, the same page, and then try to grow from there. Yeah, and I think you, you can see that, uh, obviously, like I said, I've been here since 2018. I've watched it kind of develop, mm. but but I've th there isn't anyone that has a bad word about you, Dan. No, <laughs> everyone, scary. everyone has everyone has a very positive um, reaction. For instance, I've, I spoke to a couple of people today when they were saying, "Oh, who are you recording with today?" and I said, "You." And most of the reactions, sorry, when I say most, <laughs> all of the reactions are positive. None of them are negative, and I think. What I've noticed is that the relationship between you and your players, they're, they're, it's very strong. Mm -hmm. I believe it looks, at least on the outset, to be someone who's not on the team, it looks very strong. And I think also the actual relationship between the players is very strong also. Do you, so do you, th what, how, how is that kind of developed? Like, they seem to have a great relationship with you. Do you just try to, like, kind of help them on that level? Like, how, how does that work? So you try to help them be comfortable in, the, in in this whole setting, in this environment. And I am who I am. I am what you see is what you get. You know, when I recruit uh, players, I'm not different than when they're actually on the field here. Yeah. But I try to have like say, an open door policy. If you have an if you need help, I want I want to be there for you. I want to help you with whatever yeah. I can. And I think. That's not only between me and the athlete and the athlete and me, but also among the athletes. Yeah, no, we we, um, we spoke to Mackenzie, and yeah. one of the things she, she said, um, it was, there was a powerful statement, and I, off the top of my head, I feel really bad, but I can't remember it, but it was like, it's it's we, not me, or something mm -hmm. like that, along those lines, which is, that's a very powerful, especially within any sort of team culture, you have to be going for what is best for the team rather than what is best for you individually. Exactly, and that's how you try to establish that program. So uh, that's the foundation, and hopefully we can grow from there that everybody realizes it's we over me. It's not just about me. And that's how 
I communicate also with those guys. It's not about me. It's about you and me. You know, we're doing this together. It's a two-way street because a lot of time athletes think, oh, I have to do what the coach says and that's it, right? Yeah. And run as fast as you can and I have to do that. No, I want you to understand why you have to run fast or why you take decision A or decision B. So there's a lot of learning and, yeah, questions in there so that we're all on the same page because the better I understand the athletes, the better I can help them. The better they know me, it's the other way around. But we over yeah. me did not come from me. It came from the sports psychologists yeah. we work with. So well, that's, that's good. I mean, yeah. I think sports psychology w- within any sport is super important. I'm mm-hmm. a big believer that I've, I've said many times when people ask me, um, sport is 90% physical, uh, sorry, mental, and I think mm-hmm. that 10% physical. The physical side of things, you know, is going to be tough. But I think mentally, sport can be very draining sometimes. It can be very taxing on your head. And, and I truly believe that if you can get through something mentally, you can get through anything physically. If you can beat the mental side of things, then physically it just does its work and and it does its and job. And that's what happens in the season also. So sometimes I think that maybe other students or athletes are surprised that we have two days off in a row. Yeah. But the whole reason is because I need to keep them healthy, not only physically, but also mentally. You know, I wanted to play well tomorrow against Belmont Abbey and not only two weeks ago. So yeah. we still try to, 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 to grow and to learn also in that aspect. And that's very important. Yeah. So obviously, talking about this season, like I said, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, the development, the kind of how you can see the long-term plan starting to kind of come to fruition. Mm-hmm. This season, um, I, for me, looking on the outset, I would I would describe it as kind of it's had its highs, it's had its lows as well. But I would say generally, you're starting to see really promising stuff. Mm-hmm. There's been a, a couple of f- fantastic performances against. Uh, there was a na- you won against a nationally ranked team in Limestone a couple of weeks ago. So, d- 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 is it nice for you, you know, and and all the work that it's taken over the last couple of years to start seeing it kind of come to life a little bit? Oh, absolutely, because they know that you're basically on the right track, and that's the confirmation. You're doing something. You hope to do something good with all those new athletes, because 14 out of the 22 players are new, yeah. and every week we start basically with a lineup with seven first-year players. So game one, the very there were deer in headlights. This is Division One, Division Two field hockey. They've never experienced that. So now slowly we got into that rhythm and in the, the right pace. But they also get a better mindset and a better idea for what is expected. And I think they navigate so much better now than they used to. And hopefully we can feed off that and even just jump a little bit higher. And that's always our goal. Yeah. So. Um, obviously, I did mention it's, it's coming towards the latter half of the season, so the season is coming to a close. Mm-hmm. For you, like when you look back on this uh, this season, how are you going to assess it moving forward in, in next year? How do you kind of look back, reframe, reevaluate, and where do you push on from here? Oh, tough one. Uh, if we reevaluate or I reevaluate, we're looking what our strengths are and try to put more emphasis on the strengths, yeah, and then try to improve on the weaknesses. So. Um, I think we we have our strengths. I think we have our weaknesses. I think our weaknesses will disappear a little bit more because we're getting more experience and getting older and therefore also stronger physically and mentally. But I think we have a very talented team and I think that's one of our strengths. So we're going to put more emphasis on that. And then hopefully also with the addition of a few more recruits who can live up to that level already and then push forward as much as we can. Well, that's... I mean, listen, it's amazing to hear. Obviously, I can only wish... uh, you the best of luck for the remaining games that you have this season and uh, for the rest of the year itself, obviously, and going forward. Unfortunately, um, I will not be here to see um, where the programme goes, but I'll keep an eye on it. Absolutely. Uh, because obviously I'm, 
I'm graduating in spring, yeah, so that's just me. You. My time's coming to, the, yeah. to an end here. Yeah. But thank you very much for joining us, Dan. Yeah, uh, anytime. Thank, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Yep, thank you very much. This has been The Lowdown from Pickletown. We'd just like to give special thanks to the University of Mount Olive's music department. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time.